0: Welcome to Pilot Boys. It's episode 129 News and Notes. We are here today with a ton of craziness. If you have paid any attention to media at all, uh, you would see that the Oscars have gone down um, as a hit. And we will dive into that in a second, along with Deshaun Watson, Russia, uh, some news from Yale, and Final Four from this very, very mad March. Uh, So stay tuned, and we will be right back with the News and Notes.
1: Welcome to the Pilot Boys podcast where you'll get the real on all things sports, music and pop culture. Boys,
0: fly, boys, so cool. And here are your hosts Vishwant and Partha. V man, so the Oscars were a hit. <laughs> At least literally. Yeah.
1: Literally. I honestly didn't even know they were happening until the slap heard around the world came across my timeline and I started (laughs) getting text messages. I was like, it's been a while since anything has been so newsworthy. And it was pretty late at night for me. I go to sleep pretty early these days. I try to at least. And I get these texts coming in at like 10 37. Did you just see what happened? (laughs) Turn on the TV and there it is live and in living color. Um, very, very interesting story. Very interesting dynamic. Um, what was your initial reaction to, uh, Mr. Uh, calm collected fresh Prince of Bel uh, running on stage and smacking Chris rock.
0: It's funny dog. I mean, I, immediately, I thought it was fake. And then I watched the video and then I was like, Oh damn, like that shit was definitely real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did not seem fake when I saw it for real and saw him screaming and cursing, especially on TV. And then, um, You know, seeing how heated he was, I was shocked because this is a guy who I just heard him on Jay Shetty's podcast, like uh, maybe like six months ago, maybe a year ago. And he was talking about how Jay Shetty's been his guru and he's doing all the spiritual growth. He wrote his book, he's been doing all this stuff, obviously that it covers a lot of wounds. But um, ultimately, you know, this is a guy who has a great reputation, who's handled himself pretty much perfectly through his whole career. Um, starting to trip a little bit and seeing Will Smith trip showed me the extent of the mental health epidemic that we're currently witnessing.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, my position on this is going to be um, somewhat controversial in the sense that um, sometimes, you know, and this is, this is people have their thoughts on divorce and relationships and things like that. But it seems like this relationship has caused both of these two individuals a significant amount of mental trauma. Um, you know, we we saw the famous entanglement issue with Jada Pinkett, her constant shouting out of Tupac and how much she loves Tupac as, while being married to Will. It seems like he's, he's in this kind of like sunken place when it comes to that subject specifically. You saw it in his face when he did that red table interview. Um, And the thing is, I don't like to comment too much on celebrities and celebrity culture, but I do think it's an important point to underscore about relationships, marriages, and things of that nature. If something is causing you trauma and something is causing you pain and causes you pain over and over and over again, and it's causing you to make bad choices in your life, you need to reevaluate this. I'm not saying that he, that, She's, uh, you know, she's the devil, and he's a saint. I'm sure he's played some a part in this as well. But you can tell that that is a very uh, troubled situation. And the reason that I say this is that I know for a fact in my relationship, if I was a, if I were to make an impulsive reaction like that, I would be grabbed back and prevented from going on stage and making a fool of myself. And in most healthy relationships, that's what happens when one person loses their cool, the other person controls the situation. And I thought, I thought, you know, in the context of all of this between Will and taking all this on Will, I just thought that it was a failure on her part to handle the situation properly. And quite frankly, right before the show, she was joking about it. And 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 the reason that I say all of this is because let's put this and frame this conversation in context. Chris Rock is a comedian. At an award show, what do comedians at award show do? They make fun of all of the people in the audience. Yes, and you're supposed to have. What do they do at roasts? They do the same thing. This is a room that 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 both Jada Pinkett and Will Smith have been in in numerous times, have ha- been the butt but end of jokes, and they handled it much better. And I do sympathize with the fact of being somebody in the public eye like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and just having all of this play out over the last couple of years and having a breaking point. We all have moments that we wish we can take back. So I don't think he should be judged in perpetuity or forever for this. But at the end of the day, what happened to Chris Rock in this scenario was extremely unfair, extremely embarrassing. And I don't feel like it was handled the way that it should have been handled. Five minutes later, he's collecting an award.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, to add to that, I think Chris rock showed so much composure in that moment, his reaction, the way he maintained the energy of the room. I was blown away by his just general composure in that moment. I mean, to get just fucking slapped in the face in front of America and to show no reaction, to not swing back, to not do anything, you know, Unbelievable restraint on his part. It was very, very impressive.
1: Because the truth is, is, in every household, what you're taught is that if someone hits you, you have to fight back.
0: Right? Yeah. He and chose not. To. He took the higher road, and you know he's he's the better man for it.
1: A hundred percent. And this, you know, this sheds a, a larger light on our obsession as Americans with celebrities and and putting human beings who have flaws on pedestals. Um, that they may or may not belong on, right? Will Smith has been an impactful... Why this thing is so troubling is because what he has presented and gained notoriety on since he's joined social media is, as you said, being kind of a positive beacon of like, everybody's heard hundreds of rap songs where people are like, I want a relationship like Will and Jada. And it's clear that there are some cracks in both of those things, right? Yeah. Uh, that comes from the over glorification of perfection. Will Smith is not a perfect human being, just like nobody else is, but society has put him on this pedestal. In addition, he's been also ridiculed at the same time because him being such a positive person, almost being ridiculed, made fun of, being the butt br- end of jokes, being called corny his whole life, that creates a internal pressure that i think manifested itself here
0: 100 percent, and you know i think i I agree with your take i mean this is clearly not a healthy relationship these guys also opt to put their shit in public that's their choice will smith was an actor he chose to become a public figure on youtube on social media over recent years he was not that 10 years ago and you know, we didn't have these types of incidents. Right. But to go out and create a TV show where you're airing your relationship drama, this is, you know, like it's rough. I mean, the dude probably feels hella emasculated by his wife going out there telling telling everyone that she's sleeping with other dudes. You know what I mean? All of this and,
1: and, and, and generating profit off. Of it. And that's why. You know, there's there's been a lot of conversation around them being Scientologists and stuff like this, and whether this is all some grand scheme of chaos theory that they're they're playing out to the world to consistently and constantly generate attention around themselves, right? Like they don't need the money. Why yeah. does she? Why you know? They don't they don't need the attention.
0: Why? There's no, there's no reason for. Most of those things that they're choosing to do, right? Um, they're wealthy enough, they're successful enough. They both have, you know, I actually don't know too much about Jada, but I mean, Will's been successful enough. It's it's Jada's
1: been Jada's made millions of dollars herself, so she's not quite on the level of Will Smith, obviously, but she's successful in her own right.
0: So so. you're set for life. So be set for life, right? And I think like it, the whole thing is like a, a a soap opera. Yeah, it's a soap and you're seeing somebody who's highly revered switch from a highly revered public figure to a reality TV star.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 really sad. That's why I didn't even pick up his book, you know. I always I always liked um I've always liked the fact that he hasn't been able to been scared to present himself for who he was and who he represents specifically through the scope of hip hop. I thought some of his, I didn't like all of his music. Some of it was corny to me. But what I admired about him as I moved into adulthood is that he wasn't scared to be who he was and represent that. And it just seems like all of this chaos. And the other thing about airing this out publicly is you have a family, you have children. What is there to be gained by the public essentially being forced to make opinions this took this broke the entire world i've never seen something in a long time even when the war broke out (laughs) in ukraine it didn't capture the world's attention like this did and that's the other part of this is like what it's will smith is a figure in this he is a symptom of a madness this madness around attention, this madness around celebrity that every once in a while we're reminded of is unhealthy. And yes. this is an example of that.
0: Yes. Well said. You know, it's it's a definitely weird, weird situation. But again, like it's a reminder to everybody, if you're in a relationship where, you know, you feel like you have to put hands on somebody to assert your your masculinity, like, first of all.
1: And you're 50 plus years old. He's yeah. not 21 anymore.
0: Exactly. First of all, assess the relationship and his healthiness. Second of all, assess your individual mental health because it's only through the emptiness inside of us that we're gonna lash out at others. Yep. That, it- I I find it so ironic, bro, that he can do this stuff and you know, write this book about healing and go, you know, be like, Oh, I'm Jay Shetty's my spiritual guru. Like what is that what does that say about Jay Shetty, dog? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're basically undermining everybody that everybody that you are you are affiliating with right yeah. in in your brand in your conscious and what you're saying. You completely dismantled it. By, you cannot be it's like if Sadhguru went and he punched somebody in the face. Sadhguru would lose his entire platform.
0: hundred percent. Like, you can't be about positivity and love and then just fucking slap somebody stone cold in the middle of an award ceremony. For one sentence. <laughs> for, that making, they f- for making a joke they are paid to make that I can almost bet you he didn't write.
1: It's, 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 uh, it's hilarious. He saw an opportunity and he, and he took it. And it was funny. It was funny. Like, sometimes we shed light. Like, I have had friends... And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have sensitivity to alopecia and to these illnesses and things that happen, but sometimes humor is the best medicine. I've had f- friends who've dealt with cancer and lost their hair, and they they enjoy the jokes that come with that because it, it disarms them a little bit. It's not, It's you can't just say, oh, Chris Rock was being insensitive. He might not even know that she has alopecia.
0: Plus, you know, I have to reiterate, this is Hollywood. Hollywood yep. jokes are written for comedians for shows. Yep. This is not Chris Rock sitting down writing a hundred jokes for this. This is Chris Rock having a team of writers hand him jokes. He says, oh, "I'll do this one. I don't want to do this one. I'll do this one. I don't want to do this one." Yeah, he stood up, he delivered it, he did what he was paid to do. And the other thing, which you said to me, V, in I, I've heard this commentary elsewhere. If that was Ricky Gervais, Will Smith wouldn't have done shit. The yep. fact that it was, it's so ironic that it was a minority you know what i mean it's like even
1: and if it was the rock he wouldn't have done it so even both situations right
0: if it was that's a great point if it was the rock he wouldn't have done shit because he would have got punched in the face by the rock
1: yeah i mean he probably would have gotten thrown like 50 rows into the stands (laughs) yeah which quite frankly in this scenario you don't he was instead of being and that what does that trigger to society five minutes later he collects the best oscar award
0: yeah irony you know and it looks like the oscars are considering potentially taking away the award
1: yeah and and i think that that might be a little extreme in this scenario you know because at the end of the day his work is his work and the work that he did um, for has done for almost 30 plus years warrants the award it doesn't change the work he did in king richard but at the same time there should be some degree of punishment Chris Rock, to his credit, again, is not pressing charges. If this was Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld probably would be pressing charges. And that's the thing sometimes, you know, that we have to swallow sometimes as minorities. When things happen to us from other minorities, we have to take the higher ground because of the consequences of taking the reasonable. He committed a crime, right? He attacked him. He assaulted him. Chris Rock Rock is in his perfect and is well within his rights to press charges, but he won't because he sees, and this is something that I always try to tell my white friends about the the different level of responsibility that you have based on the years and years of, of stereotypes that have been created that we're still trying to dismantle um, about our cultures in, in America.
0: Dude. And, Will Smith and Jada were the ones who boycotted the tw- the previous Oscars for not having enough black people nominated. So they got nominated and won an award and he ruins the ceremony. Like that's the craziest thing. So like you just got in the room.
1: Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. And it's it's just it's it's unfortunate. Um I mean at the end of the day, you know, you can you can as a, as the a world as people look at the situation in the world we can look at the situation in the context of Will Smith, Chris Rock, and Jada Pinkett. But the reason that this is such a big story is there's so many underlying narratives and thoughts that we should have. If your main focus is on making fun of the situation and Will Smith, we've all made a couple jokes. But if that is your situation where you're like, at least I'm not like them, then you have some issues going on for yourself.
0: Yeah. It's a moment to empathize, make a couple memes, and then move on. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, talking about um, other folks who, uh, you know, are are being awarded by their industries while having very, very disappointing personal, um, you know, conduct. Uh, Let's go to Deshaun Watson, who has, you know, somehow caused me to lose my fandom for the Browns, or really the Browns have caused me to lose my fandom for the Browns by signing Deshaun Watson to a pretty unprecedented deal. Um, he did his interview uh, last week and essentially you know, denied all, all the allegations against him. And man, I mean, this is a fucked up situation. And it's, it's fucked up that, you know, I, I think we talked about it last week, nobody had reached out to the prosecution in these cases about validating these claims from any NFL team. Yeah. And- that's like, that's what gets me here. It's like, you're not even going to, you don't care. You know, the Browns in this situation didn't care. What they tried was-
1: to look the other, they intentionally looked, looked the way they needed to look to be able to make the transaction happen. Yeah, And that's what I took away from the press conference. I was a big fan of Andrew Berry until this press conference. Um, he, he dodged a lot of these questions. He didn't answer them, honestly. You know, it was very clear that they had a crafted PR strategy to avoid, um, Taking responsibility for their actions, because at the end of the day, um, this is a serious situation. Yeah, so, and and just because, again, we I want to reiterate this: just because the criminal charges were not brought, that is due to lack of evidence, not because they didn't occur. Um, there was, and throughout this process, there was a Houston police officer who said that the criminal victims were very credible through the process that they took them through. So what it wasn't prosecuted for was a lack of evidence. And instead of Deshaun Watson taking any ownership or accountability, he basically dismissed it and said, you know, I didn't do any of these things. But in most of these cases, when you have 22 people and they're saying there's six more people saying that you did the same thing, The level of care that you have to take as a professional organization to make sure that those things are not true have to be at a high level. And the Browns, through this process, have exposed themselves as saying, we don't give a damn. We just want to win football games. And as a lifelong Browns fan, part of the reason that I was a Browns fan is that we were comfortable being the underdog. We are comfortable not doing some of the shady things other people did to get ahead, you know, and this puts a very, very sour black eye on the organization that I grew up loving, mainly because the actions speak to me that there is more truth here than there isn't, because if it was completely untrue, and I've been in this scenario personally, go take a lie detector test to Sean Watson, go do some things to show that you didn't do these things besides a half-assed sentence. And not only that, if he is a sexual predator of some sort, everything that's transpired only is going to encourage him to continue to behave the way that he is. So this is a scenario that is deeply upsetting, deeply troubling. And I'm glad that through these last playoffs, I was able to, to, to become a Bengals fan. So as surprising as that sounds, um, uh, for the for the for the future here, I will be rooting for the Bengals.
0: Yeah, same here, man. And it's like the, we're we're in the era now where you got to vote with you know people who share your values. It's not about anything else other than how do you conduct yourself. And you know if you conduct yourself well, if you conduct yourself honorably. If you treat other people well and you show care and concern for humanity in general, then you know you're winning in my book.
1: And and to add to your point, the other point is that going through this life is hard. People make mistakes. They make bad choices. They do things, but there's a difference between people who take accountability and versus people who never take accountability. And this seems to be a scenario in which no accountability is being taken um, at all.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. Moving forward, uh, Ukraine, Russia is an interesting situation. Russia is changing some things around. It seems like they may be getting close to pulling out of Ukraine, which would be a great thing for the world. I think you know, I speak on behalf of everyone when we say violence, especially physical violence, should be outdated as a form of making a political statement.
1: Yes. 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 They could have gotten to this like what they want Ukraine to agree to, which is essentially it's okay for you guys to s- join the European Union, but we don't want you s- joining NATO. That could have been done diplomatically. There's this a was, lot
0: of ways they could have done that.
1: <laughs> this was just a 70-year-old uh, power-hungry KGB head wanting to use all of his toys. Yeah. Uh, he more got than
0: he got bored after so many years of not doing shit.
1: Yeah. And he wanted to have fun because it's pretty much known that there, the reason that every but all the superpowers have built up the arsenals that they have is to not have to use them. Right. Yes. There is no need for ground wars anymore when you have drones. No, this was a show of force, a show of power. He sacrificed life, the lives of thousands of Russian soldiers, thousands of Ukrainians, Innocent children, innocent victims to get a point across that could have been done diplomatically. Just the threat, even if you are going to threat, we're going to nuke you if you join NATO. Would have been enough to have them not join NATO.
0: hundred percent. hundred percent. And, you know, I think it, it just shows that the societal response was, in, in my opinion, very appropriate here because it just shows that as a society, we all agree this is not how we should be doing things anymore. We're over it. Time for the next phase of, you know, how we how we deal with shit. We have to talk it out. Yes. Yes. Um, and,
1: and you know, hopefully on the other side of this thing is we've had a rough few years. Um, with with this pandemic, the impact that it's had throughout the world. Hopefully this was like the last cherry on top of this disastrous few years that we've had and we can move forward in, in love and light.
0: Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the Final Four, which you know doesn't really seem to be much of a surprise with the teams that were selected. Uh, did you have any surprises here, V?
1: No, I did not. Um, I actually have North Carolina going to the Final Four in my bracket because I saw the turnaround they had in the late season, early season. It's so funny, that story specifically It looked like it might be the worst north carolina team i've ever seen early in the season they were losing every game i was like they're not even in the top 25 when's the last time north carolina hasn't been in the top 25 but that's often what happens in this culture of basketball where these blue blood programs pretty much have to rebuild every single year they adapt through the season same thing with duke duke and kansas a lot of young players that learn to play together throughout the season. There should be no surprise that two teams with multiple NBA first-round draft picks are in the Final Four. And what makes this year particularly interesting is we have three of the biggest Blue Buds, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Villanova, four pretty much Blue Bud programs. Under Jay Wright, Villanova has become one of the most elite basketball programs. At the end of the day, after all this may- madness and chaos, St. Peter's, all these upsets. At the end of the day, we have some normalcy here, and uh, these three teams—these specific- three teams: North Carolina, Duke, and Kansas—all seem like they're playing the very best basketball right now in this moment. Villanova was as well. They had a big injury. Um, prayers up. Um, for them, that's always tough when one of your best players tears his Achilles in the game before the final four, but that can also be a rallying point. Um, the biggest storyline, obviously, here is can Coach K go out um, Go out with a championship? I think it will be the most fitting end. A lot of conspiracy theorists think that it's set up this way, but if you know anything about the Duke-North Carolina rivalry, you know that they are not laying down. Um for for coach K's swan song um and what's very interesting is this is the first time these two teams that have met 200 sometimes and play twice a year probably the biggest this is like ohio state michigan in college basketball it is the biggest rivalry duke north carolina they've never met in march madness isn't that crazy
0: this is I the first time know that that's like the most insane thing ever and also to your point with Duke having lost the final regular season game at home against North Carolina, this is a great opportunity for Coach K and the Duke squad to get some revenge on North Carolina. And it's, it's an amazing storyline, especially with the fact that it is his last season. It would be very fitting to see the Coach K brilliance that we've seen over the years.
1: Yes. And if anything, what it underscores, March Madness is great for any basketball fan. Um, but interest is dwindling. And I'll tell you why interest is dwindling um you're watching an elite game saturday between houston and villanova and about three quarters through the game the score is like 42 to 40 ncaa after this year is over work on some real rule changes switch to quarters reduce the shot clock and make things better
0: (laughs) absolutely um Moving forward, I want to mention um, a billionaire tax proposal that Biden just put out, wants to put a 20 percent it's 20 percent right v, 20 yeah. percent tax on all billionaires. You know, this, these are the kind of situations that I think are really, really interesting. Obviously, you know really, really wealthy people should pay more taxes than they do. There's a lot of loopholes in our system, uh, but you know at the end of the day, where the fuck is that money going? We have no idea, and is it where we want it to go? Usually not. So this is kind of a catch-22 because I think it is fair that everybody has to contribute because I think the working class is just getting the lifeblood sucked out of them financially and the wealthier getting significantly wealthier rapidly, especially today. But a tax doesn't necessarily mean to me that the wealthier are going to stop getting wealthier any faster. It just means it's going to look different.
1: To be quite frank, I'd rather have societal money distributed by billionaires in America than the U.S. government.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. it's,
1: it's, It's very unfortunate. And then, you know, I feel like these things, nobody ever wants to give proper context. And this is my issue with political positions and situations is that you, you should measure these things and evaluate these things fairly, right? Because billionaires who employ hundreds of thousands of people are creating hundreds and thousands of taxpayers, right? And so sometimes we get lost in this idea of, oh, they're not paying any tax. Well, the system, part of the reason that they have these tax loopholes is because we have a system that is supposed to incentivize people to employ people and create jobs and create rules for people in society to be able to make a living and live. Now, I will say there is a lot of greed and there are holes in the system. There are holes in the tax code. But the issue that I have with government specifically, trying to wield this idea that we know what's best, when you look throughout the history, the young history of the American system, you look at our, our deficit, you look at how irresponsible we are with money and not being able, there's more than enough money being generated for every person in America to have a reliable health care and bait the, their basic needs met. The reason that those needs aren't met are bi- built most significantly through bad government execution of the systems that we've created. The, the idea of capitalism and the, the metrics of capitalism and the culture of capitalism also plays into this as well. But at the end of the day, When you have a structure, the responsibility falls on the people who are responsible for that structure more than the people who are manipulating it and utilizing it for their gain.
0: A hundred percent. And, you know, the thing that always stands out to me is like everyone wants to tax certain billionaires, right? People are pissed about Bezos or people are pissed about Musk, right? But the politicians who want to target them, it's like, cool, okay. So say you get that tax raise, where is it going to go? It's gonna go right into the people building military weapons. It's gonna re- go right into Raytheon's pockets. It's gonna go right into Boeing's pockets. It's gonna re- go right into, you know, all of the this, the really quiet backers of most of mm-hmm. these politicians. Money's just going right into their pockets. This is just a redistribution from one billionaire to another. That's exactly. how
1: Exactly. We can't we can't we have to take this at, at face value because these people all need each other. Yes. politicians need the billionaires more than they need you and i this is all a hustle for votes yes and, and they all know this too the democrats present this all the time to make middle class and lower income people vote for them they have no intention of fixing any real issues if they did our system wouldn't be as bad as it is
0: that's the truth the issues are actually simple to fix if you want to approach the problem in a you know very very traditional way and actually solve it but we have essentially a ton of motioning, a ton of you know, science, data, whatever. The whole controversy, the whole this way or that way, which is the right way, it's all engineered to lead us to no solution, to keep yep. us in conflict and not in action. Yep. And
1: the opposite side of this is so funny when Republicans say, less tax, less tax, less tax, but yet their salaries and, and their livelihood is supported by taxpayer money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A hundred percent. And, you know, <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing just screams of, yeah, you've got your two sides. They're both arguing things, but neither of them does anything. And gridlock means the people who are wealthy get wealthier.
1: This is, this is distractionary politics. One-on-one. I've, I've mentioned this. If you, if you haven't, if you, if you should, if you watch uh, the George Carlin standup about who really has the power in America, um, it's, it's, it's very funny and very, very telling. Um, very honest and very real. This is all noise. It's distractionary politics. Don't buy into it. Don't think one side has your back. The other doesn't. At the end of the day, you control your own destiny. You control your own outcome in this life. You have to believe that. Don't let this world make you believe that you don't have control over what the outcome of your life is.
0: Yeah. You still do have control of your vote too. That's the thing when people like my vote doesn't matter. We could all change this tomorrow by voting in an outsider. Let's just pick a better outsider than Trump.
1: Or let's just abstain from voting. One or the other. <laughs> people, that, that, It's funny, and I wanted to talk about this before we leave here, is this idea that because you have the right to vote and because people work really hard to give you the right to vote, that it is your obligation to go vote. It takes work to go vote. It is work taken out of each individual's time. And if consistently over time, both sides uh, and both parties are showing that they don't care about you, then why should you care enough to exercise your vote? That is a hustle in society that I think that in American society specifically, that we need to, as, as citizens, disengage from. You guys have not earned the right to gain our votes, that is the position that we're in as a society right now. Prove it, earn our vote.
0: Maybe we should maybe we should merch that V. Maybe we should merch a "Don't Vote" campaign for this next election. Let's and uh, yeah, let's make some Pilot Boys T-shirts that say "Don't Vote." Politicians haven't earned it.
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, let's look out it. for that! You heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Well, on that
1: note, we're coming to an end of another news and notes. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you're liking this new uh, separation of our segments. We felt like an hour of listening to us might be too much for any of you to handle. So we separated it out into two two separate segments, but we hope you're able to gain the value um, through the smaller segments uh, still. And with that, on that note, um, always stay moving. Be you, you as fly.
0: Pilot Boys out.